Hey. Hi. Hello. Welcome back, Misfits, and welcome back to a new episode. Today, we are continuing the Holiday 411 series, and we're talking about Krishmash. Oh, oh, oh. I was going to do that, too, and jingle I was like, bell, I don't know if that's... <laughs> do all the uh, Christmas carols. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is just about Christmas carols. No, I'm just kidding. All right, so it's yeah. It's karaoke day. No, it's, it's Christmas karaoke. So yeah, we're talking about Christmas, and we're just going to give you the history and, you know, do the things that we've been doing in all the other episodes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Absolutely. Christmas is, as many of you may already know, is celebrated on December 25th and is seen both as a sacred religious holiday and a worldwide cultural and commercial phenomenon. People around the world, both Christian and secular, have been observing it with different traditions and practices. Christians celebrate Christmas Day as the anniversary of the birth of Jesus, aka the Messiah. Some of the popular customs include exchanging gifts, decorating Christmas trees, attending church, sharing meals with family and friends, and of course, waiting for Santa Claus to arrive. Lots of stuff going on. Yes. Now to the teachiness. How did Christmas start? So the middle of winter has been celebrated by many around the world. There were many celebrations around what is called the winter solstice in the northern hemisphere, which is, if you didn't know, that's the part of the world that we live in. That's us. Um, <laughs> the winter solstice is a celebration of the shortest day and the longest night of the year, which fall on December 21st or December 22nd, typically. Yeah. So basically when winter starts for yeah. us. Exactly. Europeans celebrated light and birth in the darkest days of winter in Scandinavia. The Norse celebrated Yule from December 21st through January to celebrate the return of the sun. And in Germany, people honored the pagan god Odin during the midwinter holiday. Now in Rome, they celebrated a holiday called Saturnalia. And this was a holiday in honor of Saturn which was the god of agriculture. Right, not the planet. Right. The god, yeah. Which I thought was the planet. Yeah, me but too. But yes, it's not the planet. It's not. Yes. Um, so all of this is sounding real pagany right now. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, Saturnalia was a time when food and drink were plentiful and the normal Roman social order was turned upside down. So for a month, enslaved people were given temporary freedom and treated as equals. Businesses and schools were closed so that everyone can participate in the holiday festivities. Hmm. Also around that time of the winter solstice, Romans observed Juvenalia, and this was a feast honoring the children of Rome. Some Roman members of the upper classes on December 25th also celebrated the birthday of Mithra, the god of the unconquerable sun. It was believed that Mithra, who was an infant god, was born of a rock. So um, for some Romans, Mithra's birthday was the most sacred day of the year. And again, this was December 25th for the Romans specifically. In the early years of Christianity, Easter was the main holiday. The birth of Jesus was not celebrated at all. In the fourth century, church officials decided to institute the birth of Jesus as a holiday. But as many of you know, the Bible does not mention the date of his birth. Right. Although some evidence suggests that his birth may have occurred in the spring, because why would shepherds be herding in the middle of winter, right? That, that doesn't actually make that any sense. That doesn't, yeah. That's yes. not what happens usually. No. So Pope Julius I chose December 25th as um, Jesus's birthday, basically. Um, it is commonly believed that the church chose this date in an effort to adopt and, and absorb the traditions of the pagan Saturnalia festival. Kind of like what we mentioned, the um, not the last holiday episode, but the one before that when we were talking about Halloween. 
So the church absorbs these holidays just to make them more popular. Like, hey, you already associate December 25th with celebration, with celebration, a holiday. Oh, we're just going to adopt it. But now we're going to call it this. Yeah, it's kind of like to uh, like take it over or something, Mm -hmm. you know, like, hey, I know it had like these roots before. This is what you did before. But let's change it up and like have it be a different focus yeah. yeah as if they can just pick a different day or like hey you already know this date so like let's just it just makes one. it easier yeah. i guess so people are like just switch over and it feels like they're celebrating this new holiday which i don't really know how much that yeah. works but i guess it's, over time guess it does muddled. yeah but <laughs> exactly. i'm sure at the time it's like nah we celebrate this pagan person right like yeah but now you're gonna celebrate jesus yeah i'm like, sure it what? didn't make any sense for yeah. people definitely yeah. So, um, Christmas was first called the Feast of Nativity. The custom spread to Egypt by 432 and to England by the end of the 6th century. So, nativity, which makes sense, right? The nativity scene, nativity Mm -hmm. has to do with being born and Jesus being born and that That being the focus. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, by holding Christmas at the same time as traditional winter solstice festivals, church leaders increased the chances that Christmas would be popularly embraced but gave up the ability to dictate how it was celebrated. By the Middle Ages, Christianity had, for the most part, replaced pagan religion, and so the celebration of Christmas was spreading widely. That makes sense, because Christianity was really growing at that time. So it's kind of like, not that the pagan celebrations weren't around, but it's kind of like it overtook like the Christian Christian holiday kind of overtook. Yeah, which makes sense why the transferring of the pagans to Christian was happening at the same time that it was spreading. So they were like, okay, it'll all grow together. Yeah, and kind of like why that's now the popular and we don't really hear about the other stuff. Exactly. Until you listen to the Midtown Misfits. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So a teaching moment here. During this time, the poor would go to the houses of the rich and demand their best food and drink. If owners failed to comply, their visitors would most likely terrorize them with mischief. Christmas became the time of year when the upper classes could repay their real or imagined quote-unquote debt to society by entertaining less fortunate citizens. Doesn't this sound a little like Elf on the Shelf? Kind of, you know, like the terrorizing? Oh, yes. You know definitely. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it gives me that kind of like, like the same idea. Mm-hmm. You know? Anyway. Yeah. Something you guys may not know is that at one point, Christmas was literally canceled. And here we see that cancel culture started way before the internet. Wow, we thought, you know, it was new. We thought it was new. It's not. It's, yeah, Christmas was canceled at They've been point. doing it forever. It's crazy. So um, there were a couple of instances where this happened. So in the early 17th century, a wave of religious reform changed the way Christmas was celebrated in Europe. When Oliver Cromwell took over England in 1645, they vowed to rid England of decadence and as part of their effort, canceled Christmas. By popular demand, Charles II was restored to the throne and with him came the return of the popular holiday. Hmm. That's interesting. So yeah, that was canceled once. And then from 1659 to 1681, the celebration of Christmas was actually outlawed in Boston, of all places, but that was like the whole English colony situation, yeah, yeah, right? That's true. Yeah. So it was outlawed in Boston and anyone exhibiting the Christmas spirit was fined five shillings, which is really funny. It's like you look a little joyful. You're fined. <laughs> you're you're too happy. Five yeah. shillings, please. Please give me money. Yep. 
Um, so Christmas wasn't declared a federal holiday until June 26, 1870. It wasn't until the 19th century that Americans began to embrace Christmas. Americans reinvented Christmas into a family-centered day of peace and nostalgia. As Americans began to embrace Christmas as a perfect family holiday, old customs were unearthed. People looked toward recent immigrants and Catholic and Episcopalian churches to see how the day should be celebrated. In the next 100 years, Americans built a Christmas tradition all their own that included pieces of many other cultures, including decorating trees, sending holiday cars, and gift giving. So what does Christmas actually have to do with Jesus? As you can see in everything that we've talked about right now, the church wanted to celebrate the birth of Jesus, which, okay, they, they did have good intentions, but they picked a random date that was already tied to something else. Mm -hmm. And as you can see, the history of Christmas was pretty complicated. Although today many Christians celebrate Christmas as the birth of Jesus, many do not and only consider Christmas to be a family holiday. We do have to mention that we don't know for sure if that's Jesus's birthday and many don't think so, right? Right, just um, based on the context of how the Bible talks about Jesus' birth. Again, right. kind of like we talked about the shepherds. Like, there's other things that, I mean, we just don't know. Yes. And so we can't just pick a date and right. say, that's when it happened. Yeah, so we don't really know when Jesus was born. Yeah. But we do know that December 25th was a pagan holiday and was mm -hmm. later adopted as Christmas. Right. Yeah. So another teaching moment here. For many Christians, the season of Christmas begins with a four-week period called Advent. This starts on Advent Sunday, which is the fourth Sunday before Christmas Day. The word Advent means coming and looks forward to the second coming of Jesus, which is where Advent cal calendars come from, which yeah. I didn't know. But I don't know what it, I thought an Advent calendar was just like a countdown for Christmas. <laughs> That's what I thought too. But it, uh, it's funny because I feel like the Advent calendars are not Related about the, to the second Advent. coming. <laughs> They're, or even the birth like is just like, when you I just want a treat and stuff like that. Yeah. until Christmas comes and I get a bigger treat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So we all learned something. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So now we couldn't end this episode without talking about Santa Claus and Christmas trees. So first we're going to talk about Santa Claus. So who is this guy and... And what, what's his story? Like, how did he yeah, get Yeah, like, how yeah. how is this whole... So we've talked about all, like, how the Christmas day yeah. came to be, right? Like, picking the actual day right. and tying in the birth of Jesus and all that. Uh, but then we all know, like, Santa Claus represents a lot of what this holiday is, right? Yeah, he's an icon. Right, like, yes. you think of Christmas. And, and you think of Santa. And he's one of the few, you know, five, six main things that you think about. Definitely. So. Uh, the legend of Santa Claus can be actually traced back to a monk named St. Nicholas, which I'm sure you've also heard Santa Claus kind of be old St. Nick, you know. Um, he was born in Turkey around 280 AD. Uh, St. Nicholas gave away all of his inherited wealth and traveled the countryside helping the poor and sick, becoming known as a protector of children and sailors. So St. Nicholas first entered American popular culture in the late 18th century in New York when immigrant uh, Dutch families gathered to honor the anniversary of the death of St. Nicholas, or Claus for short. Santa Claus draws his name from that. So you can see the similarity between those names. Yeah, so he's, he, it was Dutch families. Yeah, uh, But he was actually from Turkey. It, yeah, from yes. Turkey, Dutch families in America. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. can you follow that? Follow the wave. I'm, I'm already getting lost, <laughs> but you get it. Uh, so just a little teaching moment. In 1822, uh, Episcopal minister Clement Clark Moore 
wrote a Christmas poem called An Account of a Visit from St. Nicholas, more popularly known today by its first line, "'Twas the night before Christmas." The poem depicted Santa Claus as a jolly man who flies from home to home on a sled driven by reindeer to deliver toys. The iconic version of Santa Claus as a jolly man in red with a white beard and a sack of toys was immortalized in 1881 when political cartoonist Thomas Nast drew on Moore's poem to create the image of old Saint Nick like we know him today, right? So he took this poem and kind of made what we know, you know, Santa Claus to look like. Yeah, which is uh, crazy. Today. Yeah. Like it was, it was this monk who was born in Turkey and then Dutch immigrants celebrated him when they came to New York. But then between the poem and the cartoon, mm-hmm. it became what it is today. Yeah, with the name from the Dutch. Right, and the jolliness and the beard yes. and everything else because I'm sure this nice monk looked nothing like yes, there the wasn't. Santa Claus that they drew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's kind of like what he did then, what they celebrated this man for, kind of combined with this poem gave you a different image, you know? So kind of combining these two characters, you can say. So that's kind of why he has the white beard and the suit and the whole thing. Yeah. A cartoonist. A cartoonist. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And lastly, we're going to talk about the Christmas tree. So the history of the Christmas tree goes back to the symbolic use of evergreens in ancient Egypt and Rome and continues with the German tradition of a candlelit Christmas trees first brought to America in the 1800s. So long before the advent of Christianity, plants and trees that remain green all year had a special meaning for people in the winter. Just as people today decorate their homes during the Christmas season with pine, spruce, and fir trees, ancient peoples hung evergreen boughs over their doors and windows. In many countries, it was believed that evergreens would keep away witches, ghosts, evil spirits, and illness. Um, That's that's pretty interesting. I guess the the fact that they stayed green kind of gave them some kind of power or something, you know. Like, they're weird and they stay green, so they must have something. Um, Anyway, many ancient people believed that the sun was a god and that winter came every year because the sun god had become sick and weak. They celebrated the solstice because it meant that at last the sun god would begin to get well. Evergreen uh, boughs reminded them of all the green plants that would grow again when the sun god was strong and summer would return. Germany is credited with starting the Christmas tree tradition as we know it today. It was in the 16th century when devout Christians brought decorated trees into their homes. Trees in America were displayed by German settlers in Pennsylvania by the 1830s, but as late as the 1840s, Christmas trees were seen as a pagan symbol and not accepted by most Americans. Right, which makes sense from what we read previously. Yeah, Yeah. right. So, you know, if it was believed to be something different, then obviously in the Christian home, that's not something they wanted to participate in. Right. Uh, So in 1846, the popular royals, Queen Victoria and her German Prince Albert, were sketching the illustrated London news standing with their children around a Christmas tree. They were very popular with their subjects, and what was done at court immediately became fashionable, not only in Britain, but with fashion-conscious East Coast American society. Again, remember, like, England and Europe had a lot of influence in in America at the time. So the Christmas tree had then arrived. That's kind of how it it became kind of part of... Yeah, they saw them do it. So imagine for us right now... William and Harry and Kate and all yeah, these people. Yeah, they have a lot of influence right. just worldwide, yeah. but definitely in America. Yeah, like they, we don't have Christmas trees, they don't exist, and all yeah. of a sudden they have a Christmas tree and everyone's like, I and need it's a like, Christmas tree. Yeah, and it's like yeah. their whole family it cool. and it looks very yeah. nice, right. and so I want that kind of picture exactly uh, with my family. So well. that made the Christmas tree a thing. Yes. So now it wasn't considered pagan anymore because they had one. Now yes. we want one too. And we, yeah. we want it for us as well. Mm-hmm. 
So by the 1890s, Christmas ornaments uh, were arriving from Germany and Christmas tree popularity was on the rise around the US. It was noted that Europeans used small trees about four feet in height while Americans liked their Christmas trees to reach from floor to ceiling. Because of course we do. <laughs> we need to be, do it uh, bigger. I'm so, are you sure this is going to start in Texas? Because yeah, I know. Bigger Everything's bigger in Texas. Bigger in Texas. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, so just kind of a wrap up and a teaching moment. It has long been thought that Martin Luther began the tradition of bringing a fir tree into the home. According to one legend, late one evening, Martin Luther was walking home through the woods and noticed how beautifully the stars shone through the trees. He wanted to share the beauty with his wife, so he cut down a fir tree and took it home. Once inside, he placed a small lighted candle on the branches and said that it would be a symbol of the beautiful Christmas sky. The Christmas tree was born. Uh, another legend says that in the early 16th century, people in Germany combined two customs that had been practiced in different countries around the world. The paradise tree, which was a fir tree decorated with apples, represented the tree of knowledge in the Garden of Eden. The Christmas light, a small pyramid-like frame, usually decorated with glass balls, tinsel, and a candle on top, was a symbol of the birth of Christ as the light of the world. Changing the tree's apples to tinsel balls and cookies, and combining this new tree with a light placed on the top, the Germans created the tree that many of us know uh, today. Yeah, that was so, interesting. Yeah, it was a lot of kind of weaving. Even the whole Martin Luther King. I'm like, oh, the wait, the whole Martin Luther thing. Not yeah. Martin, Martin Luther King. That's a whole other person. <laughs> not to be mistaken. They're two not different people in history. Both great men, not to be mistaken. Yes, yeah. um, but it's very interesting. It's very, yeah. very different. Um, I didn't know the stuff about the tree at all. Like, because mm-hmm. trees are a part of Christmas. So you think they've always been a part of Christmas. Right. But they haven't. But you, hear, you understand that it hasn't been around a lot. And just how it transitioned, it wasn't always accepted either. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and even so. Santa Claus, right? Yeah. Santa Claus has always been a part of Christmas, but no, when it started it's, and yeah. the Romans adopted it and the, the Christianity was spreading and all this stuff, Santa mm-hmm. Claus wasn't a thing. These are all things that we've added to Christmas right. and like interwoven. And now, because we were born in a time where it was happening, it's yeah, normal because it's been around now right. long enough. But it wasn't necessarily uh, when Christmas first started. Yeah. That wasn't what was. Uh, it wasn't part of it is what i'm saying yeah like these things weren't part of the tradition or or part of the celebration um it really did start kind of with the pagan and then trying to weave in uh you know the birth and then just kind of slow rolling i guess and Mm -hmm. like picking up these new new things um and even those evolved you know over time so it's interesting to see just what we see it as today, how yeah. different it was, you know, many, yeah. many years and ago. Definitely. And where it came where it came from and, and how it arrived to yeah. what we know it as. Yes, mm. yes. So we hope that you enjoyed the evolution of Christmas. Yeah. And um, we hope that you learned something today. Um, I think it's it, it, it's important to know about these holidays that we participate in, where they come from, what they mean, and mm-hmm. just to know the history behind it so you know what you're participating in. And um, we just wanted to share that with you. So we hope that you learned something. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. I know I did, right? Yeah, I hope too. you did the same. And as always, for the holiday episodes, we will link the articles that we use for this episode because, yeah. of course, this was all information from an article. We didn't know any of this. Right. And so, yeah. yeah. We, we do our research. But, exactly. Uh, there's definitely a lot of stuff that we we can't talk about, yeah. you know, uh, that's just more detailed information. So if you're interested and want to check some of the articles we looked at, uh, you know, we'll share them. Yep. They'll all be in the show notes. So we hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you celebrate the holiday, 
Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yes, yes. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We hope you have an amazing day with your family and friends. If you don't celebrate the holiday, that's, that's okay. okay. And we hope that you have an amazing Sunday. Yeah, have a great weekend. Great have Sunday. A, yes. Enjoy the day. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So as always, this is Fran. This is Yavi. We are the Midtown Misfits, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.